This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Heather Baim and Howie Nestel. Now, here's Heather. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Greg Garcia, the owner of GTX Insurance Partners, LLC, an independent insurance agency that specializes in crafting customized coverage plans that provide peace of mind to the client. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Always good to have you. You've never been on here before. But hey, you know what? You can tell that this is a, we're just going to have a conversation. We're also going to talk with Genevieve Sims, the people connector and CEO and branding strategist of the Evolve Firm, an accomplished business leader in San Antonio with a reputation for connecting people and a passion for helping entrepreneurs. Genevieve, welcome back to the show. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to hear your talk today. It's going to be a fun, fun topic of discussion. And we've got to Keep it rolling so we have yeah. time where everybody <laughs> in studio with us today is my co-host Howie Nestel, the owner of Sharkmatic Advertising, where he and his team have helped over 1,500 clients grow their marketing influence. Howie, welcome back as always. I'm excited to co-host with you instead of with Mark Evinger. I know, Mark's <laughs> not here this week. He is out on his anniversary vacation. Well deserved. Hope you're having fun, Mark, and not worrying about us hosting the show without you. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Heather Baim, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. A quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you are a business owner in the San Antonio area or outside, we're about to have uh, outside of San Antonio capabilities and would like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804. Yes, we'll be doing live and online so we're going to have a hybrid oh mm-hmm. great yes yeah we've been talking about that for a while the ability mm-hmm. to actually host people that are not in san antonio because uh there are business owners everywhere that's right mm-hmm. shocking so that'll be really fun so before we get into everybody's segment today uh we in the pre-show podcast talked about a discussion point that we wanted to hit because everyone in this room has has experienced something so I call it bouncing back stronger, navigating business resiliency and overcoming setbacks. So we've all been in business and experienced some kind of setback that really knocked us back on our heels or our butts, I would say. Mm -hmm. So Genevieve, why don't we start with you? Because you're the one that really brought up the topic and got us talking to it. What is a setback that you've experienced and been able to come back from stronger that really resonates in your mind? Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, This is actually when we sat down initially, I realized this is actually the first time I'm talking about this circumstance that happened to me as a business owner. It's been three years. Um, We are getting ready to celebrate our 14 years of um, work anniversary, right, as a business has been involved. That's huge. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, But within three years ago, when, of course, when COVID hit, I think every business owner was at the pivotal moment where what do we do with our business? How do we navigate through this? And how do we help our current clients when we're trying to figure it out ourselves? And my business partner at the time, he decided, he told me that he wanted to pursue his PhD so he no longer could be a business partner. And so I believed him. Within three months, Mm. it shows up on social media that he started a new business. And not only did he start a new business, he took my two biggest clients from New York, our med spa clients. Wow. And so 
honestly, if anybody's ever been betrayed, whether it's from a business standpoint or a personal, it hurts. It hurts. And I was in a state of depression. And that's a huge blow because it's someone you trusted. They gave you basically an excuse of why they were leaving and then turned around and did the opposite. And I think we hear in podcasts and just in conversation, people are like, oh, yeah, I've had these setbacks. Mm -hmm. But we don't really hear the clawing your way back from the setback story. We hear, oh, we bounced back from it. So what was that process of like processing that and then coming back stronger now that you're here three years later? Absolutely. I love that question. Honestly, you know, when you're in that state of mind where you're just still trying to receive what just happened to you, it's it's not automatic where, okay, I got a plan. Mm-hmm. But what's important is who you surround yourself with. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, it's a special shout-out to my incredible husband who was my strength and my protector, my incredible circle of friends. I have Monica, Nicole, uh, Chris, Lauren. They all kind of surrounded me. And when you're in that fog of depression where you're just trying to pick up the pieces of what was broken, it's hard to see a big picture. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when you have such a close circle of friends, your inner circle, that are strong in their own sets, in their own lives, but they come together and surround you and say, okay, let's do it one, one step at a time. So here's what I did. One of the things that helped me out is set up a different routine. Hmm. You know, when you're used to doing what you're used to doing, and then expect different results, it's not, it's not always going to be the same. The so when you're in a state of depression, it's hard to pump yourself up. It's hard to get you know that Tony Robbins version of <laughs> you because you're hurting. Yeah. <laughs> you're hurting. And so when your friends are saying, you know what, my friend Lauren, let's go work out every day, Monday through Friday. That's a small step, but it was a big step. That got me out. And then I have friends that said, you know what, Let's go to some networking events that we wouldn't usually go to. And here's the thing. Like you said, I'm a people connector. I love being around people. But it was hard to be around people when you didn't feel like yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I offer you? I'm hurting. What, what can I say that can help you? Because I don't even know how to help myself. But here's the thing. When you show up, things happen. Things, opportunities happen when you least expect it. That was when I met you, Howie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's wow. when I met you, ah. Rose, and now I met you, Grant. I mean, these things that are happening, you're not expecting them, and you're not looking for them because you're in a, a mind frame of, let me just figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. But again, when you have a good group of people, and you get outside of yourself and go to uncomfortable places and go to different places that you normally wouldn't put yourself in, in those situations, things happen. And right. that's what helped me. Well, I'll tell you, the brain that brought you into a problem is not usually the same one that gets you out. And so it evolves by the network that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And when that happens to friends of mine, and it's mm-hmm. happened to all of us in entrepreneurship in some way, shape, or form, I always like to say, you know, now after 30 years in business or 35 years in business, being a partner in more than 20 businesses, I say, welcome to op- welcome to entrepreneurship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Now, look, it's better that it happened now early mm-hmm. in your career right. when you still have time to recover. Mm-hmm. Because if you were 60 years old and somebody took 80 percent of your business, mm-hmm. your recovery time is so short that you may not make it. And mm-hmm. so while I love listening to the comeback stories, Heather, you're right. We don't hear them that often. Mm-hmm. We always hear the what happened story, and then we feel sorry, and then we're happy that they came back. 
but we don't know how they came back. So it's important to hear that, the support staff, the people around you. But don't discredit the role you played in it. Because at the end of the day, even though you have people that care about you, at the end of the day, it's your neck on the line. Oh, You're the absolutely. one that has to make it happen. Right. And I hope that you draw some energy and strength from this. Yes. You know, you take that anger and you channel it into something positive yeah. and say, you know, this is not the kind of entrepreneur I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. I would not do that to partners. I would not do that to clients. I would not do that to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so now you lead by a different kind of example. And then, you know, God, Mother Nature, Karma then rewards you Mm -hmm. For all this positivity. Right. And you and I have been involved with some nonprofit yeah. events. And all that stuff gives you now a much broader safety net, if you will, that mm -hmm. is actually helping raise you up. And mm -hmm. continue with that throughout your career. And your blessings will more than multiply. Absolutely. And like so. you said, ultimately, the decision is going to be yours. You can either quit or you can continue. Either way, the process is going to hurt. And and like you said, you know, I I look at it when things happen, instead of asking, why did this happen to me? I ask, why did this happen for me? What is this lesson that I'm supposed to get out yeah, of this? And point. how can I help people with it? Um, there's, honestly, there's a story. There were two brothers raised by an alcoholic father. One grew up and became an alcoholic. Somebody asked him, why, what happened? And he said, well, I watched my father. The other one grew up and never drank. Someone asked him, what happened to you? And he said, I watched my father. The thing is perspective and framing your mindset that when these situations and these things that happen, what am I going to get out of it? Am I going to stay in my pity party? Am I going to quit right now? Or am I going to keep going? And the thing is, it's always easier to just give up and quit. If I was to bounce back, that's what I would have done. I would have picked up my resume and go work for somebody else. Or do I bounce forward? Do I take this and piece it back together and figure out a way to move forward? And you know what? The comeback story, the comeback is always stronger than the setback. Absolutely. That's my yeah. favorite part of the movie, the comeback montage. Oh, yes. It's the yes. Legally Blonde yes. when she's in the Mac store. Yes. Yeah. And she's oh, in her bunny yeah. outfit. It's like, gonna watch out coming for the night. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, motivational speaker Les Brown, he mm. says, when you fall down, Fall on your back so you can look up. And if you can look up, you can yes. get up. Yeah. Well, what I loved about that story, too, was the micro of it. It wasn't, so I created a strategy and a plan to come back even stronger. It was, I just had my friends around me, and I started small steps in a new mm -hmm. routine. And I think that's where we can get a little overwhelmed when we get knocked down. It's oh, like, yeah. we have to do everything differently now. We lost 80% of our business or whatever, but it's... Yeah. Take it down to micro. What can mm -hmm. you affect on the daily and what small changes are going to compound into large change? So, Greg, what's yeah. been your experience with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I went through something similar, and it was it, it took years to uh, to get to get past that. And then finally just it was like a it was like cancer eating inside of you. And you have to just, you know, they're going to win again if mm -hmm. you if you don't mm -hmm. just go forward. And I liked your analogy of of early on. Uh, it's I do that when I forget my wallet from my house. It's <laughs> yeah. still close, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then I say that, but uh, but that's actually a, a really good point of hey hey this this happened early on you you learn by it and going forward and then getting back into the swing or do something a little different mm -hmm. is, is also um, uh, that 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 helps right. uh, working out getting those endorphins. I mm -hmm. mean just you know just uh, it's it's one whole piece. Right. So yeah, it's it's. Um, 
with, with me, it was it was just finally understanding you got to go forward and mm-hmm. and and you know with my wife uh, and my other employees just hel- helping me along the way as well. How did that affect how you showed up in your business once you kind of turned that corner and had that mindset shift? I, I was a little bit more protective. <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> learning shell shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, learning by through through trial and error through my mis- mistakes, but. Um, it, it, and that, that, that's part of business. Um, uh, a little bit more conservative, but you know, uh, smarter, and, and I, uh, I understood it, and I, I learned by it. And and when we hired more producers, then it was okay. Let's 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 do this. Slow down a little bit. Put things in place. Make sure make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all we can do. So Howie, would you have a Howieism of this? Fail fast. If you can't fail fast, yeah. fail cheap. So make it, keep it as inexpensive as Mm -hmm. possible and, and fail as fast as you can. Not that it's an ultimate failure, right? Because it depends on how you define the word, but I'm saying you have this catastrophic event that happens. Make sure that the time frame is short Mm -hmm. and make sure you make it as inexpensive as possible. Because if you Mm -hmm. stay home and sulk and do nothing for a year and sit on your couch and all this other stuff, it's going to get, it's going to compound. So it gets more and more expensive. The more time that goes by, the harder it is to get out of the hole. So pity parties, fun, one, two, three days, (laughs) get over it and get after it. Seriously, at the end of the day, that's the only thing you're going to look back on and regret if you don't do. Sure. God, I shouldn't have wasted that much time getting over it. So I I have a good dozen of these stories. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one. I've been a partner in 25 businesses. I had a cousin who came to me because his business was going under and he had been a vendor of mine since I was in college older than I was mentor we traveled together I got to drive his Corvette looked up to him we were cousins and friends and he was a vendor of mine fast forward 10 12 15 years I'm kicking ass with my ad agency making a ton of money he came to my house and I know it was about 18 19 years ago because I wasn't married at the time and my wife was my girlfriend at, at the time was not my wife was at my house and he came over to talk to me, started crying. His business is going under. He has a building. They're foreclosing on it. Mm. Da, 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 da. I know the business very well. He's been a vendor of mine forever. So I said, you know what? What do you want to do? He goes, why don't we partner up? You're really good at business. You know how to get clients. I'll sell you half my company. So I bought half the company. I said, I take care of all the financials. So I, I already knew because I had already been in business multiple times. So I took care of everything. I was the only signer on the account. He decided he was going to start taking deposit payments on some of these jobs. And then because he had his old DBA paperwork, which was under his name, he would go to the money box and cash the deposit checks, which were 20 to 25% of the overall job. Mm. They never even made it to the bank. That's pretty sneaky. (laughs) So when I looked at our, our, profitability and stuff like that it was low and i and i i'm a i have a good sense of numbers i don't really look at a lot of reports but i have a good sense of numbers i mean we should be making a lot more profit than we are well i figured out what he was doing we caught it on camera we subpoenaed them from the money box the money never went through the bank which i was the only signer on the account Mm -hmm. and then when i confronted him with it he locked me out of the building and filed a lawsuit claiming that i did all the stuff he claimed to do oh wow wow how's that Wow. Spun it around. So anyway, turned into a good year and a half long battle. I foreclosed on the building, sold it, got him a new lease, 
And, and I still was trying to save him, like saying, hey, look, you can keep the business. I'm getting paid out by the sale of the building and everything else. And I still gave him a chance. And, and then, of course, he screwed it up and eh, whatever. Now, now it's all kind of water under the bridge because he passed away in his early 60s. High stress, a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not the way to do business. Right. Right. You know, yeah. it's just not the way to mm. do business. But, you know, it bothered me. Like you yeah. guys, yeah. I, I had trouble sleeping. I was, you know, worried. I was this and that. And then, yeah, you just tell yourself after a certain number of days, you're like, you know what? It's only money, and I have tons of time to make it up. Mm-hmm. But what hurts is that, um, you know that lack of trust now and what are you going to do and there's a betrayal and there's the how could i be so gullible and Mm -hmm. you know it may am i just too nice and so you start to question yourself because Mm -hmm. you're like maybe that model doesn't work but you know what at the end of the day you realize if that's who you are that's who you have to always be even if people take advantage of you because you know you're going to be rewarded at some point down the line that's just that one incident right you know so God, this what is a great therapy th- session. I, know, right? <laughs> I was going to say, what was Business the timeline therapy. on that going from like you're dealing with it, you're in the trenches to kind of having accepted it and moved on? Oh, for me, it, it bugged the hell out of me for about six months. But I mo- I, I started working on it within within a week. I was on fire. Mm. I mean, so much so that I was not neglecting my other businesses, but really focused mm-hmm. on this. And then... And then, oh, should I share my secret? I actually <laughs> list on my phone in parentheses past, after their names. I put enemy, and then I, 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 oh, I and then I feel like I, I'm I, I'm right. very like this co- very competitive. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not gonna say vengeful, but some people might describe it that way. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I want I I want to get mine, and I want them to get downfall. theirs. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for yeah. me, success is the ultimate achievement oh, yeah. not just for way. me but yeah. just to get just revenge. to say like oh the best revenge uh-huh. and i love that yeah. you know probably my my rabbi wouldn't like that but you know what <laughs> i'm i'm in it <laughs> yeah, it, it's because I, I kind of in my mind i'm gamifying this stuff you yeah. know and yeah. and you know ultimately in life as in business there are winners there are losers mm-hmm. there are people who are just in the middle the spectators you know and if you're going to be in the game of entrepreneurship oh, yeah. you should really go out to win mm-hmm. now right. you could win and be a very gracious winner and share the spoils with nonprofits and with others and bring people to the table right cuz you can you can mentor others so that they can have successes that's what i mean to be a good winner but you should still try to win Absolutely. yeah and i think there's a lot of vilifying winning and mm-hmm. it's not asking what could i do if i won instead of saying oh well, right. winners are just yeah. villains who, yeah. who are taking from the rest what so. an awesome coaching question yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. and if you yeah. won what would you do with that what would that be oh. what would that look if like if anybody wants to have a coaching session yeah. let's <laughs> <do that. laughs> so uh, so that we can keep on track let's uh go to our first segment uh first up on our show is genevieve sims the people connector ceo and branding strategist of the evolve firm welcome back to the show <laughs> thank you so much i'm excited to be here so you've been on the show before but yeah. give us a brief overview of well, what is the People Connector versus the Evolve firm? Are oh, they same yeah. thing, two separate? Well, I, I'd like to think they're always the same because <laughs> it's me in the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the People Connector, honestly, it's real simple. When you go into a networking event and you're talking to somebody and you're getting to know them, a lot of people are listening to reply. So they've got their pitch ready before you're even done introducing mm. yourself. So when you learn how to listen and intensively listen, then 
you can actually provide good feedback and good referral resources because now you're listening to what they actually need. And also knowing how to ask the right questions so that you can connect them with the right people. Um, that's one of the best things I love with networking is that you never know who you're going to meet. And then even if you go to a networking event, uh, when I first started my business, I was always the first one there, last one to leave. I was there uh, to the point where I would lose my voice because I was talking to people, mm -hmm. but not for the intention of handing out my business cards. It was there to build a relationship right. so that mm -hmm. when the time needed, the time came for them to need somebody in social media, somebody needed, uh, they needed, you know, print items or marketing things or networking events, then they would think of me. And that's how uh, this kind of evolved with the flower thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I moved here from Hawaii, and I was like, how do I how do I stand out from the crowd? I was like, well, naturally, I would wear a flower that I would pick from the tree. But since they don't have that here, <laughs> yeah. I had my auntie send me a bunch of flowers. And now, I, you know, I, you will recognize me at every event with a flower in my hair. And so that's part of my branding. Yeah. Um, but what the part when you're listening to somebody and listening to the story of how they got to where they are, even if it's as simple as showing up to the event, like, you know what? We had a long day. I didn't even want to be here. Oh, great. Well, how did you even hear about this event? And then just start plugging that in, and that creates a conversation which opens up to opportunities for referrals. So that's how the people connector kind of comes into play. And the Evolve firm is, is simple. We're a visual communications brand that helps entrepreneurs with their business. Everything, you know, that they have envisioned in their minds, we create into something tangible. I love that. And how you've been in business for 14 years. Mm -hmm. How many of those years have been really networking focused from the beginning from the get from wow. the beginning <laughs> and it's still to this point where um i mean i have people going out for me now networking on the business side but networking now is more of building san antonio with the resources that we have so if i know that somebody's struggling in their business and they need accountability and they need a coach mm -hmm. i'm going to refer them to you you know, um, all these things that come into mind, especially with our nonprofit. And that's how I met Howie. Uh, just being partnered up with the right people. Let's say there's an opportunity for a gala coming up. It's not just to attend a gala and have a good time, but to listen to the purpose, listen to the stories, and getting to meet those people. When I went to the Ferrari K gala that you yes. hosted, I was in tears because not only did I hear the stories from the moms who lost their kids, but when I went to the restroom, I met one of the mamas there. Mm. And wow. we sat and we cried together from one mother to another, knowing the struggles that she had to go through. And it's not a simple answer. How did you get through it? I mean, that's a loaded question yeah, for yeah, a mother yeah, who yeah, lost right. her child. Yeah. That's not the right answer, uh, question to ask at that moment. So I just held her hand and I said, I want to thank you for the courage to tell me, to tell us what happened, because that can't be easy. And she just cried, and we just sat there and cried. So those are the things that makes life worth living. That's why I do what I do, because when you get to hear those stories and you say, you know what, I have the resources that I can connect you to someone that can help with that, then I've done my purpose. Then and you I know what else it does? It, 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 it gives you the sense of knowing that you really have no real right to complain about Absolutely. anything. Yeah. Not that your partner took two of your biggest clients and all that, because in comparison, mm -hmm. that is so minor. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. compared to, say, losing a child. I, that's one of the things I've gained from working with kids battling cancer, kids with disabilities. It's what right do I have to complain about anything? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and if you think about it, most of the things we deal with are first world problems. Mm -hmm. you know, so I like joking around about yeah. it, but it's true. You know, I tell myself all the time, oh, one of the cars, the tires low, take another car. That's it. <laughs> Right. Stepping, right. You have to call somebody. Stepping back and just yeah. take a, a world worldly view. I, I uh, in college I had uh, I had stage four cancer, Hodgkin's oh, no. disease. Oh, in college, nineteen years old. Wow. So even then, years later, it's still when I went through my my it, my uh, issues with ex employees, it still still hurt. But mm -hmm. a lot of times, taking a step back, going, this is nothing. It's a blip mm -hmm. compared to what you know. So I get it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You've built your business up to a point where you can now focus in on that higher purpose because money does a lot of things. It helps to survive. But once you have enough of it, where does your focus go? And I think a lot of new entrepreneurs get lost in that. Mm -hmm. They just want to make the money. And it's important when you don't have a lot of it. But when you do have enough of it and you've built yourself to where you have the time freedom, what are you going to focus that time and energy on? So you used a phrase, productive perseverance. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, with the things that happen with my partner, um, again, ultimately the decision was mine. Am I going to quit or am I going to keep going? After 14 years of business, um, I had to get in that mindset of stop being ashamed of my failure because it did feel like a failure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with everybody who knows who I am and knows the things that I've done, to me, this was a huge setback. How do I tell people what happened? So, again, this is one of the first few times that I'm saying I'm more on a larger um, platform other than my circle of friends. But what I wanted was my success to speak for me. I wanted to build in silence. And... One of the amazing things that happened, and I, I don't think I even got to share it with, I didn't <laughs> share it with you, Heather, but I didn't share it with you, Howie. Um, you know, when uh, everything happened with uh, COVID, they had a lot of business grants that came mm -hmm. up. And working with my incredible uh, CPA, Yoke Tax, um, they helped me put my forms together for that grant. And within a couple of weeks, I got a $50,000 small business grant. Wow. And the things that I've, I've, I'm doing with it and I, I'm building right now are going to be incredible. So we're building those things in silence. But the things that I had to remember was that in the times that I felt helpless, I had to find ways to be helpful. And that's when I plugged myself in with more nonprofits. The things that we do with business professionals of San Antonio is taking the city by the storm. I mean, we have business professionals coming together, not just to pass out the cards, but to build relationships. The things that I practice, we're putting out to for all entrepreneurs out there and to lead by example. And so that's that's just where we're at right now. And, and of course, cool. with... With Empowerment in the 210, that's a podcast that just kind of evolved and where we get to bring um, uh, highly influential people in our city in the 210 and bring them in this podcast and talk about how they got to where they are and how they're influencing our city. I mean, I 
in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Chuck Rowe from Disperse. You know, he's, he's be awesome. Speaking. Oh, I love him. Uh, we just had Scott Maloof, and then we had uh, Scott Mike Maloof Anthony. is actually chairing Ferrari Kid for this Ferrari year. Ferrari Kid, I oh, saw yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, you know, that's when I know that I'm on the right path. Yeah. When I've got people like that all in this circle coming together. And that kind of gets me out of thinking about myself, thinking about what happened to me and how hurt I am. And then they help me open my eyes and look, there's more to do. You're not done. Had that not happened, um, you you don't know where you might be today and what your outlook might be. And the, this perseverance may not have come out. I look at, you know, it's easy to connect dots looking back. Mm-hmm. You know, very hard to predict the future. But looking back, you can kind of connect the dots. Yeah. We can all look back on our lives and say, you know, had my parents not gotten divorced, had we not gone right. bankrupt, right. had we not this, had my partner not mm-hmm. screwed me out of, you know, X number of dollars. And then then you start to say, like, oh, yeah, and look, this is where the upticks were. Mm-hmm. And so it was usually right after those things, maybe not immediately, but after yeah. that. And then you build and you build and you build. The doors and open. Mm-hmm. One yeah. door closes Abs- and then the other absolutely. doors uh, open. By the way, Heather, as a business coach, you might help me with this. My... You know, Genevieve's personal brand is the flower. Mine mm-hmm. is showing up late. You think, <laughs> I, should, up you think late. I should trade that in for something else? <laughs> I mean, as long as you communicate the expectations and you want it to be part of your brand. <clears throat> Text it. I'm there in seven minutes. People always ask, like, why do you okay say 13 minutes? Why do you say seven minutes? I'll be there in seven minutes. I go, it sounds more believable. Yeah. Oh, see, I always right. round up to the next oh, five. Oh, you do? Yeah. 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 If I'm going to be two minutes late, I tell you five. I build myself some See, and I always, uh-huh. always think of restaurants when they say, oh, we'll have your table ready in 15 minutes. I go, that's half an hour, kids. Let's go. Let's go somewhere else. So when I say, if they tell me, hey, your table will be ready in 13 minutes, then I believe them. So my question to you would be, (laughs) do you want to work with the kind of people who are not okay with you being a couple minutes late? I want to work with anybody, whether they like me or not. No, (laughs) no, no, it's a big disrespect to other people. And and I've been working on it for decades, (laughs) for decades. And uh, you don't have two watches. So, I mean, I, that may <laughs> be the answer to the question. If, if it's something that, right. you know, if you want to work on your strengths rather than your weaknesses, then maybe your ideal friend, client, and connection is just someone who's going to be right. value your presence more than yeah. your, was it, tardiness. Right. <laughs> so so that, that means I have to work with. With uh, Jews and Mexican nationals, because they usually... He can say that. I can say that. My dad's from Mexico. No, we show up late all the time. I call it Jewish-Mexican standard time. (laughs) There you go. I did did have a meeting with with two Mexican nationals and then Mm -hmm. one of my employees who's Mexican-American. And so I was running late, and I texted everybody. Guess I showed up eight minutes late. I was the first one at my office. Like, and then they people. all showed yeah, up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I forgot who I was meeting with. Yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be 10:30. My big thing is the communication. If you show up late but you've communicated sure. that you're going to yeah. be late, I'm right. cool with it. It's yeah, if you just simple. leave me hanging yeah. there. So I did text you. You texted I me, t- okay, so we're yeah. good. Well, I wasn't driving and texting. Time, I was uh, voice texting. <laughs> Genevieve, if someone wants to get a hold of you or see what you're doing, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have my website, theevolvefirm.com. I have my speaking website, which is genevievesims.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well as Instagram and Facebook. And go check out Genevieve. She's uh, doing big things. So yeah. real quick, last shout out. What is the what's the big opportunity you have coming up in the next week? Oh, I'm so excited. We're gonna I'm gonna be flown out to New York to speak at the Event Expo 2023. Cool. Um, awesome. It is incredible. I'm yes gonna be very vulnerable and say I am nervous. <laughs> 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 um, we have keynote speakers like. 
uh, Chuck V and Todd Hartley. And those guys, I've been following them for years and practicing everything that they've taught. So I'm going to be a little starstruck uh, when they get on stage. But I'm very excited. This is a great opportunity. And I'm excited to see what, what it leads to. And it speaks to a lot of your activity here in San Antonio that you've been asked to come out to New York to, right. to speak. Yeah. That's just huge. So congratulations. Thank you. We'll, we'll look for it on for social media. Posts. Yeah, yes. we want to see that revenge success. <laughs> 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 All right, next up on the show is Greg Garcia, the president and owner of GTX Insurance Partners. Welcome, Greg, Thank to you, the show. thank you, thank you. So tell us a little bit about why you got into the insurance industry and how long you've been in it. So I've been in it uh, 29 years. Uh, I started out as a farmer's agent, and mm. actually uh, they came after me. I was, I was looking into, uh, I was a healthcare rep before, and it was kind of flatlining, so I saw the writing on the wall. I was looking for something else, and uh, I came into my apartment and uh, to get renter's insurance, and there was an agent, and uh, eventually the agent, I went to their office, and uh, the agent said, hey, my district manager wants to meet me. And I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the first thing that pops exactly. into my That's so from, from growing up and always being in the office? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah pretty Greg, much. we want to see you in the office. Pretty much. Uh, so I uh, went in, talked to him, and said, hey, look, this is not, you know, thank you, but right now is not the, not the right time. But then in, in about six months, uh, then it, it was, things started to go downhill. And I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and jump. So did that for 10 years and then uh, went what we call independent, where we, uh, I sold my agency, went independent, where I represent multiple carriers. We have over 50 uh, between residential and commercial. And um, just... Uh, Ever since then, just haven't looked back. Now, sometimes you can you can keep your book of business with a farmers or a state farm or whatever, and also do independent. But a lot of the big companies don't want you to do that, right? Yeah, that that you have uh, to sell your book of business. Yeah, that and that has changed. That, that's changed over the years. Uh, pretty much your 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 captive agencies, the uh, you have to sell it back to them, and then uh, everything's uh, the the fee is all up front in the contract, uh, and then you have a usually a non compete. Uh, whether it's one year or back then it was a one-year non-compete, so it wasn't that bad. So we had to just wait one year, and then we could go after our client, our old clients. Got you. But you could still start your independent agency. You just couldn't go after your old clients. No. Oh, they, you they, 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 they didn't know. They did not like that. They allowed us to go out if, if they didn't uh, write a piece of business. But they were very, very strict about that. And uh, if, you were, if you were doing it too much, then they would. What about this whole right-to-work thing? In Texas, uh, yeah. With, with that, it was it was, uh, and that was an old old contract. Gotcha. They're, they're all actually going independent now. Um, a lot a lot of these uh, larger companies, uh, the all states of the world, you're, you're not seeing the uh, the direct, uh, the captive agent, uh, right. a, as you will. But okay. Uh, GTX does the G stand for Greg, or is this some kind of uh, so tribute to race cars? Uh, GTX. So it's 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 funny. We uh, we, we were. Uh, um, we had three partners before, and then uh, uh, we got rid of one partner. Starting to see a theme <laughs> here. <laughs> 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 we, we spun off, so uh, my other partner's Tom, so the, the joke is Greg, Tom, and the ex. But, uh, <laughs> but it was actually my wife. Um, we were looking at great Texas uh, insurance, uh, kind of, but looking at uh, it sounded more like a bank. Uh, and then she said, what about GTX? And then 
I go, it kind of sounds like a race car it does, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so that's kind of kind of the behind the scenes uh, where where it came from. But uh, yeah, uh, Greg Tom and the X was the is, is my <laughs> is my <laughs> official. <laughs> and you've been in the insurance industry for 29 years now, yeah. which makes you an official expert. And we've all heard about the craziness going on with pulling out of certain areas of the country and policies just skyrocketing. So taking a little bit of a different take on it, because we all know, you know, your State Farm, your right. captive agents, like you said, they work for those big insurance firms, but you're independent. So who's your fiduciary responsibility to? Yeah, great question. So, yeah, our, our, our fiduciary responsibilities to our client, uh, uh, just bottom line, we have over 50 companies. We can customize the product for them, but we look out for their best interests. We are loyal to them. And uh, we use these companies to find best rate and coverage combination for the client. Uh, sometimes it's uh, a claim that comes up, and the claim is we review it with the client. Sometimes we have to tell the client, no, it's not, you know, in, in, and we put it in layman's terms. It, it's, it's not covered because of ABCD. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there are some times where we find where they made a mistake, the claims adjusters, they're human, where we said, hey, look, this should be covered. And we've reversed. Uh, we had one four months ago, and this this guy was retired. There were newer adjusters that had been brought on uh, to a, a, a carrier, and this carrier had four different versions of homeowner policies since 09, 08. So this one version, the the new adjuster just didn't didn't know. So she calls uh, us. Uh, she actually reached out to us to go, hey, we're going to deny the claim before we were able to to uh, review. Uh, and she said, I said, why? She told us. I go, no, no, look, there, here's the coverage right here. I pull up the, the declaration page. I go, you need to re re review this. Within minutes, she did, reversed it. It was a $15,000 claim. And this guy was retired. So it's, it's, it's a big deal. Uh, sometimes with, with hailstorms, you get these adjusters that come in. Uh, these, uh, they're called cat adjusters or ca catastrophe. They come in and they work multiple states. Sometimes they work too fast. So, so we're helping out with, with the client, making sure that everything's covered, and, uh, or if it's not covered, again, explain, explain to them. They get a letter from, from the company, but it, you, you, know, you read it, and you're like, huh? What, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, it's so complicated. So explain it in, lay, you know, in layman's terms of, of why um, to help them out, or, or to, to ask them when they say, hey, should I uh, key in a claim? There's some uh, insurance companies that will immediately just do it. And m managing those claims, it's, it's, uh, you don't want to key in every single claim. If it's, if, if it's going to net out after your deductible a $100 claim, we would, we would consult with the client and go, look, you can, you can do this, but if it was, you know, I, I, would, I would double check because you want to you manage that. If you have too many claims, no, one, uh, no one's going to want to write you. It's, it's, it's how it, that's, that's the insurance game, if you will. Well, and I think that's the thing. Over the last, like, decade, and I'm just making up numbers, so nobody take this to heart, right? The large insurance firms have done such a great job of advertising. Their marketing and advertising yep. budgets have to be mm -hmm. astronomical, but they've done a great job of just driving the public to their websites to be handled by their captive agents. Yep. And so I feel like everybody sees insurance as oh you just go and buy it and like hope for the best it's basically yeah. like a used car right you go and you talk to a car salesman you buy the car you never talk to him again 
you just keep using the car. But in other industries, like if you're going to buy a house, 80% of the population is going to be like, oh, I better call a realtor because I don't know what the ins and outs are. Yeah, but that's changing also. That's That's changing also. That's becoming more like the insurance. Yeah. But like the focus on the fiduciary just hasn't been there in insurance. It's been very strategically targeted. Well, Heather, you're identifying something that you find in entrepreneurs that you don't find in the general population. Mm -hmm. If you notice, entrepreneurs are not going to take the first no, the second or the third or fourth no. They're going to go look at it, research, go back and all that stuff. So to have somebody like Greg representing you when you have insurance, when you are a lay person who works at USAA or works wherever, just busy and it's like, okay, well, they told me no. And then they move on, or in this case with this gentleman, he's retired. And then they just say, well, you know, I guess I got turned down and that's it. It's done. No, that's not the end of the story, my friends. A no is usually a beginning of the story, especially right. for entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. so that that's what we do. That That's why I think 90% of people would like to be entrepreneurs, but only 10% are because of this complicated weave of things we do on a daily basis and I don't care if you've been in business for 14 years, 29 years. I've been in business for more than three decades. You're going to – some stories are going to be repeated and others are going to mm-hmm. be brand new. Yeah. So I know not to ask anymore. You know, Y2K, 2008, tech bubble burst. <laughs> I, I don't ask what else can go wrong, right? Pandemic, I'm like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I'm like, what else can go wrong? Because yeah. you'll get get it served up. So it's it's great to have that. So what would you say to people if they have the – online insurance for their home for their business for their for their cars how do they go about then taking that step to check in with you i mean do you have a free evaluation do you look at their coverages do you see what they're paying and see if you can get them a better deal yeah absolutely Uh, obviously they can go to our website give us a call um we we've been working on uh, a lot of software upgrades the last couple years a lot of technology has come in to the insurance industry where we were uh, really, really behind. <laughs> we were like the last, uh, we're the ancient dinosaurs when it, ca- when it came to uh, technology. But uh, we have a link where it'll actually, uh, it'll do a one-time pull. It'll automatically pull your declaration page if you have, if they, they have uh, 120 companies. So you can log in, you have to have a user ID and password. It'll do a direct pull and we'll, we get the information. Uh, the declaration pages will review it. We'll rate it up uh, ourselves, explain with the client, hey, here's, here's what you have, here's, here's ours, here's where the, 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 the coverage uh, deficiencies are, and then, um, and then present that way. Also, if, say, someone has multiple claims, we'll go, look, this is how this, this thing works. These claims will fall off the, the record either in three years or five. And right now, the best thing to do is sit where you're at. But when this thing hits three years old or five years old, then you, you need to make, make the jump. And we can, we can flag this and then reach, reach back, to, back out to you. A lot of people don't know that where, you know, and then just consult with them where, hey, stay where you're at right now. And this is why. And here's what you want to be, be careful on. Um, and then just go forward. And have, a lot you, of have, have you done better in business by being a trusted agent that tells people, hey, listen, don't. Don't sign up with me now because your rates are going to end up going up. Absolutely. That's way yes, yes. From, from day one, uh, it's kind of like we, we've been doing that, just selling through education and, and being their, being their uh, advocate, in, in essence. I feel like that's the long game, right? Yeah. Everybody's yes. playing the short yes. game. They want cash flow now, now, now. 
But if you can play the long game, then you get that trusted. Yeah. I mean, well, Heather, that. that's what they teach at business school. Mm-hmm. At yeah. UT business school, they told me maximize profit for the stockholders. That's the only reason you're in business. Yeah. I tell you what, having a claim and then going through calling the 1-800 number and then and then you get the letter of either denied or or whatever versus having having an advocate to, uh, hey, this is what they're saying. What, what, what do you think about this? What do you think yeah. about that? Um, it's just a big, big difference because big, they're, they're yeah. by themselves. They're dangling in the wind going, I, I don't have anyone in my corner to, you know, to help. I think current events have very, very, very much highlighted that yeah. you oh want yeah. somebody on your side mm-hmm. to be fighting the yes. insurance companies on your behalf because yes. they're yes. going to try to keep every penny in their <coughs> pocket. <coughs> and yeah. They're in business to make money, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's, it's a business. And, and they're good at it. Especially, <laughs> right. especially oh yeah. now. They're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> especially now with, with where, when you see the, the rates going up. It's like, okay, well, what happens when it, it flatlines? You know, and, and, then, and then the claims, it settles down. Are, are we going to see, you know, rates go down again? Yeah. You know, hopefully we will. And this is, I don't know if this is the first time. I haven't been on every single pre-show Zoom. But um, you actually made a very good business connection in pre-show yes. Zoom. Tell us a little about that <laughs> by yes. sharing your value. Well, just, uh, I forgot her name. Tirza. Uh, Tirza. Tirza. Yes. She'll be on next. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Tirza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we were pre-Zoom, and uh, I was explaining uh, everything, and uh, Tirza had, had gone through it. She had a bad experience with, with the claim, and she goes, that's what I'm looking for is, is I, I thought I had that. I didn't, and I would love to connect with you, and I'm like, absolutely. So. Yeah, she told me afterwards. She goes, oh, my God, that guy, Greg, that was great. Yeah. Thank you. you. Know, very trustworthy. Yeah. That. We talk about that in networking, yeah. right? People go to network so you can know, like, and trust somebody, right? right. And that's one of the big elements is trust. Mm-hmm. I'm I, uh, giving a talk to a group of entrepreneurs tomorrow. I said there's a lot of reasons I've heard over 25 years of why, why customers don't want to buy something, okay? Mm-hmm. Most of them fall into five categories. No need, no money, no urgency, no trust, mm-hmm. and no time. Yeah. Yep. No trust is a big one. And that's very hard for them to tell you that they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you something else. It's too expensive. It's usually not price. Now, they could be broke and they don't have the money. But it's not the price. Yeah. It's that they don't trust you. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> very good point. Speaking of no time, we're, we're coming at the end of ours. Greg, <laughs> oh if God, people want to get a water. hold of you, how can they do that? Ab- uh, absolutely. They, they, uh, they can go. We have our website, uh, gtxins.com. Our phone number, uh, 210-647-1112, or our email, service at gtxins.com. That's gtxins.com. How is it going to expire yeah. while you're trying I, I to would say, I would say GTX Insurance, the insurance is, is, is abbreviated, and they go, GTX, uh, uh, gtxinsurance.com? No, oh. it was abbreviated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch our video versions of the show on our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us for this show. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.